You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby here with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. In every episode, we'll be bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about mentors. How do you find a mentor? What is the what are the values of a mentor? And what should you be looking for in a mentor as well? Yeah, this one is, you know, on the surface kind of seems like a really simple topic. Like, man, how are we going to fill, uh, you know, 45 minutes with this? But then when I started to break it down, there's all kinds of stuff going on here that we can dive into. This is going to be a really good one. I think mentors and even coaching as well. So I think we can throw that in there and talk a little bit about the differences between mentoring and coaching, but having a mentor and actually multiple mentors has been one of the most life-changing things I would say in my life, especially in the latter half of that learning how to find mentors and ask for them and ask for help has been like a huge change for me. And so I'm excited to talk about this and uh, just kind of get a little bit deeper into everything. Yeah. So the big, big question is, you know, how to find a mentor. And I think people will ask that question of themselves if they feel they need a mentor. So I think if we backed it up, I, you know, I've, I've always wanted coaching and wanted a mentor and like to have those conversations and build those relationships. But I know there's a whole segment of people that uh, are not coachable or they're not interested in having a coach or, you know, I don't know what their motivation behind that is, or they just don't recognize that they could use or need coaching. But what I want to talk to is the person that has the desire to have coaching or have a mentor, uh, not necessarily how to overcome the hurdle of the person that's not coachable. Yeah. Basically trying to find out finding out how to find a mentor. I think in the beginning for myself, I'm an athlete. So coaching and mentoring and that sort of thing is kind of familiar to myself. But once you get outside of the coaching realm or the sports realm, I never really thought about having a coach or a mentor. Actually, to be honest with you, the only mentor I really thought about in the beginning was just my dad. And I didn't even really think of him as a mentor in the beginning, it's just kind of like a natural relationship. And so that's kind of the person you look to, I feel like most naturally, because that's just how our lives kind of go. And so to actually start forward thinking about this and thinking about having a mentor and what do you want for your life and those sorts of things, it uh, actually starts to get you into thinking about that. And I think that's probably one of the stop gaps for folks in the beginning is because it might not be natural to them or for, the, for them to even be thinking about it. Yeah, definitely seen it in the sports world. And we, you know, right now with Cooper being in baseball, uh, we, you know, I see it there because he has not just, you know, he has his coaches uh, and there's four main coaches on the team that are all just phenomenal and kind of cover their own roles. Uh, and then we also have a hitting coach for him. 
and I want to get into uh, the like the levels of mentorship as well, because he he's 14. Uh, he's got a really good swing. And we have a high school coach as his current hitting coach. And so at some point, he's going to probably outgrow him and need you know to level that coaching up. But it doesn't make sense to start at the top level hitting coach when you still have a lot of basics to, to break down. I've also seen the mentoring in the spiritual world, like in church. Uh, you see a lot of spiritual mentors, uh, guys that are helping other guys go through, you know, Bible studies and things like that. And then you see like women's groups inside of church. So there's a lot of mentoring going on in church as well. 100%. So I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a page out of your book and I'm going to say, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> and so what I'd like to talk about just a little bit is like, what is the difference between coaching and mentoring? Like, what are some things that you see are, are the differences? I've got a, quite a few things that I've thought about for the differences between coaching and mentoring. And then we can kind of move forward from there. Yeah. I guess in the business world, when I look at the difference between like a coach and a mentor is, you know, to break it down in simple terms, one pay, one's paid and one's not paid. One, the, the coaching or the mentoring is their profession. Uh, or that's the service they're providing and they're compensated for it. But where if you're working with a mentor, I think that's just, you're becoming part of what they do. Like, so if I will have a real estate mentor um, or an investment mentor, that means that they're doing the real estate and the investing, like I want to do it and not just coaching it, but they're actually doing what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I would say is part, mostly the difference too, is like when you think of a coach, I think like partly the relationship can be different. So I think a coach can be a mentor, but a coach, you think like a coach, even if you think of it in the realm of like football, right? Like um, the head coach, the head coach has his system. He ha has how he's doing things. And then he brings players onto his team. And then those players basically live out, like work out his system and how he wants them to play. And then I think of a mentor in the same fact, kind of like you said too, like, you know, a mentor usually probably isn't paid. You might see a mentor, you might see someone doing something, or you might have a relationship with someone. And then you decide like, I would like for them to mentor me, or they might see something in you. And then they say, I would like to mentor that person in order to help them. So they're not necessarily like a coach in that sense, but then they like take you under their wing and end up helping you out. Right. And so the other thing I think too, is the relationship I think is a little bit different, but then between like a coach and a mentor. So a coach is usually like for that specific, whatever it is you're looking to get coached for. And then a mentor, I would think like there's a different relationship there. You know, there's trust involved, you know, you're getting involved with that person's life to figure out, you know, how it integrates with everything and how they think and how they see things and that sort of thing. So that's why I say a coach can also be a mentor because usually the best coaches are usually mentors as well. You know, they're trying to help you with your life and other aspects as opposed to, you know, with the football example, just specifically help you with just football. I definitely don't think it's a black and white or a, a hard line. I think that crosses over. I also think if somebody is a coach and they have that passion and desire to coach, they have that natural tendency to want a mentor. I think that just comes with the, the territory of being a coach or at least somebody who's passionate about coaching. For sure. 
So we kind of broke down what a mentor is and in relation to what a coach is. And so the big question that I see gets raised is how do I find a mentor? Uh, once you kind of recognize that, hey, I need a coach or I need a mentor, because you see on Facebook or I get I get asked this question quite often uh, because people can see and know that I do a lot of coaching. It's like, what's the best coaching program for me? And it really, you just have to break it down. It was, what are you looking or trying to do? Yeah, people are always asking about different coaching programs that uh, that I've done as well, trying to figure out if it's the right thing for them or not. And I think that's exactly right. You have to figure out what what it is you're looking for and how do you want to do that. I When I think of looking for a mentor and how to find a mentor, what I like to do is I like to look at the person's the person's life, right? I like to look at who they are, what they're doing, and is that something that I want for myself and do I feel as though that person can actually help me achieve the goals that I'm looking for as well? And so for me, that's why I liked, I wanted to talk about the difference between a coach and a mentor, because on a coach, I think a coach can help me, you know, if there's one specific thing that I want to get better at, then they can help me at it. But when I look for a mentor, I'm looking for someone who has like the whole package or they've got wisdom that I'm looking to uh, looking to gain. And so I think, you know, that's one of the better, one of the advantages of, of having a mentor is that you can actually gain wisdom without having experience. And so they can help you kind of foresee the future and kind of tell you how to look at things and a perspective on things. Yeah, I think I broke it down a little simpler to that. Like, I think I could have a mentor in a particular area, but I still want to be an overall person of quality or person at least that has a lot of the core values that I have. Uh, and I think if I find someone in a particular area, so let's just say spiritually, if uh, I want my spiritual mentor to have similar like core values that I have, because those are still going to relate to business, just like they do the spiritual side, even though they might not know anything about my business. Yeah. So I have a, I got a spiritual mentor. It's kind of funny. Like I wasn't actually looking for one and then one actually found me. And so, you know, we're talking like, how do you pick a mentor or how do you find one? Actually, you know, sometimes there's a lot of different ways that can happen. And so for myself, I actually went to a group that we were looking for. It's a group called the navigators. Right. And uh, the guy that was there, uh, he was just teaching and as he was teaching, he was just saying things that I had not, I don't know if I had never heard him before, or if I was just actually listening now at this time in my life. And so he was just talking about some things. And I said, man, he's, he's like talking about things a little bit differently than I think I've ever heard him before. Or it felt like he was actually speaking to me, I guess is what I would say. And so I started to listen to him. And then what it made me do is it made me say, well, I'm going to start watching this guy. And I'm going to see if he actually is living out what he's saying or does he measure up to actually what he's actually talking about. And so I also that's why I say I think there's also a relationship difference there with a coach and a mentor. And so as we like further went down the line and as I continued to watch him and like evaluate what he was doing, it did seem like he was you know living up to things. And so I just naturally just wanted to spend more time with him. And then once we spent more time, then it got down to the point where he was just, you know, he basically, he really asked me 
if I was looking for a mentor, you know? And so I told him yes. And then he said, uh, you know, he basically told me some of the things that he wanted me to do. And I think part of the thing is, is people are willing to help you. I think that's one thing that like I had a misconception about, but I think what they want to know is that their time is going to be well spent, right? They don't want to be just wasting their time helping someone that's not going to listen to actually what they say. And so he kind of set that expectation for me up front. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to learn and I, I want to know for sure. And so that's kind of how I like got started with my spiritual mentor. Yeah. So, and kind of getting ready for this, I bumped into a Steve Harvey um, video. It's just like a two minute video on like finding a mentor. And it's the whole idea of if you're looking for a mentor, you're looking for somebody to teach you how to fish, you know, that concept and not. Uh, and the way he said it was like, now, if you're looking for a fish sandwich, I'm probably not your guy, but he wants to, you know, he's willing to help people that are looking for a way to do it, not looking for an upper hand in what they're trying to do. Um, you know, for him, it's not, he's not looking for somebody to help him get auditions or, you know, introduce him to people. He's just looking to help people like hone their skill, develop what it's going to take and work on what you need to be doing, not really looking for a shortcut. Yeah, I really, I really like that idea as well. I, I was looking around to listen to a couple of folks. One guy that I, that I kind of heard was, uh, or that I, that caught my eye was T- Tim Ferriss. You know, he's the uh, yep. five hour work week guy. He's like, he has some good ideas. I agree with some of them, don't agree with others, but. Uh, Is it four or five hour? I don't know. It might be two hours now. Yeah, I think I it's four. <laughs> four. Okay. Four hour work yeah. week. But I think what he said was actually really good too. He said, he actually talked about when you're looking for a mentor or he, the way the guy framed the question to him, like, is like, what advice would you give someone basically like looking for a mentor or something like that? And he basically, he said, I would more tell people like what to not look for, like what advice not to take. And basically what he said is exactly what you just said, Steve Harvey said. And he said, you know, if someone tells you this is the exact way to do something, he was like, I would be really leery of what they're saying. Like what you really are looking for is someone who's going to give you almost like a different perspective or a way of thinking rather than actually give you the actual solution. And so he he gave the example of, you know, I, I don't know if, I think he said, maybe I just lost my job. I'm looking, I'm looking to start my own business. What should I do next? And basically he said, you know, a mentor, a good mentor would probably say, I can't tell you what to do next because I don't have enough information to, to actually do that for you. But this is kind of the things I would be thinking about. Right. And so that's kind of what that also like brings to light kind of what you were saying there. Yeah. I also heard somebody say, when it comes down to this idea of mentor, like if, if you're looking for me to mentor you, this is what he said. Uh, don't come to me with like real generic questions that you could Google and get the answers to. I'm not looking to be a resource like that. So if uh, he, this was an investor, he's like, I don't want somebody to come to me and ask me like, Oh, how much is the average price in a particular community? Cause you could just look that up. I want them to come to me and say, why did you choose to invest in that community? Uh, and so it opens up the conversation to more of a way to thinking as opposed to some specific information that you can just find anywhere. So, yeah, we have to be careful when we're looking for mentors. What is it 
we're expecting from them. And we have to show that, you know, we've got a desire to be in that field. That's why I think there's a difference between mentoring and coaching. And so whenever I'm looking for a mentor, even in my mentor relationships that I have with my mentors, I'm always wondering how they came to the conclusions that they came to. So for instance, and you can have mentors from everywhere, right? You can have mentors that you actually know, or you can actually have mentors. Like, for instance, I consider Grant Cardone a mentor for me just because I've read all his books. I listened to some of his stuff. But even though I don't agree with everything that he says, but what I really like about him is kind of how he's overcome. Like he's he's really overcome like some big things in his life. And now he has really strong convictions about who he is and how he came to those conclusions. And so whenever I look at, for instance, like Grant Cardone, I wonder how did he come to have such conviction about what he has convictions about? So for instance, the things that I really admire about him is like, he likes taking care of people. He feels like you should help as many people as you can. And then he also like, he, he talks about having a good relationship with his wife and his kids. Right. And so for me, sometimes I, I feel like those things are sometimes frowned upon in the, in the world that we live in, in different ways. But I'm just wondering how did he come to those conclusions to where he has such strong convictions of, you know, taking care of his family and and taking care of other people. Cause one thing that really gets me is he always says like, whenever you say like, Oh, I'm good. Like I have enough money for myself. He always says, well, why are you so selfish? You know? Yeah. And I've never heard that before. And it, it, so when he says something, I'm like that, I'm like, how did he come to that conclusion? Like, how does he say that's selfish? You know? So that's which what, is, which is interesting. Cause you know, it just shows that you really have to look at people because I would say, I would say there's a lot of people out there that say Grant Cardone's selfish. Cause he's, you know, he's about, you know, what Jetty has and his Rolls Royce and, you know, he's always got stacks of cash and videos and, but people miss what's really driving a lot of that. Exactly. And so I just recently watched, he's on that show Undercover Billionaire and he, he really reveals a lot about his life and how his dad died when he was really young. And so he talks about Um, In that show, that was the longest time he had been away from his kids and his wife without seeing them or being like physically in the same place with them. And he kind of talks about his dad not being there for him, like because he had passed away. And so you can see like that's partly why he kind of has that conviction, but like also how he like processes through that. And so those are the things that I think you get in mentoring because your mentor is going to talk through those things with you and like help you through, you know, help you kind of dissect those things. Yep. And so how you're referring to Cardone is uh, uh, Patrick, Bet David breaks it down. He's got four level, like there's four different types of mentors. And the first one being, you can have a dead mentor. Like he referred to like Steve Jobs, Kobe Bryant, Rockefeller's, Ben Franklin, you know, those are all examples of you can utilize their lives and the information that they've put out to mentor you. And then the second one is an online mentor. And so that would be kind of where Grant Cardone falls into your world. You know, you're not giving them any money. Uh, They have free content. Uh, And you see this, a lot of coaches can be 
you know, they put out tons of free content. A lot of the good coaches, at least that I've seen, uh, you can get most of their actual content online. You know, if you, you know, I'm thinking of like Kevin Ward, Kent Clothier, uh, even Cardone. Um, these are all guys that you can pay to coach, but yet all their content is available if you, if you're out there digging for it. The third one is local center of influences. And I think that's the one that we think of as like when people talk about a mentor, at least mentally, that's where I go. It's that local center influence, somebody who is close to you that you can see, you can have conversations with, you meet with. And then four is there's a like a shadow mentor, somebody who is doing what you want to do and you just want to soak that in. And so he talks about he talks about you want to be you don't necessarily want to find out exactly what they're doing but you want to see how they're doing it and so you want to be in meetings with them you want to see how they negotiate how they talk to other people how they treat other people uh, the relationships that are important to them the relationships that they're building and you kind of want to see them in their habitat and so those are the four different levels of mentor that he talked about and so when you brought up Cardone it made me it made me go to that because he talks about that online mentor. And I love Patrick bet David. I didn't even get a chance to check out his stuff yet, but normally I would like go, that'd be like one of the first sources I would go to. Yeah. He's definitely one of my mentors for sure. Yeah. That valuetainment YouTube channel and podcasts are pretty solid stuff. And I like that he is, he doesn't pull back any punches. That's for sure. And doesn't, uh, I don't want to say he's not politically correct because he's super respectful, but um, he's definitely out there speaking what he believes is truth. Yeah. And he's just asking questions, right? I think that's kind of the key thing is he, you just, the, we get whatever we're searching for. And I think he just asks really good questions. He's not being closed minded. He's really open-minded about things. And uh, he's just, he just asks questions. And I think that's what really resonates with people is when he's, you're kind of open-minded like that. The thing that I kind of thought about too, when you brought up that last, what was the last mentor that you, that you brought up? You said in shadow, shadow, shadow mentor is like, you think about that, like that's how things used to be back in the day, right? If you were an apprentice, actually some, some jobs still have like apprenticeships and all that. And so, um, you know, I think that's a really good way for you to, to have a mentor as well. I actually think things are kind of going to be going back to that model of an apprenticeship type model with everything that's going on. But, you know, that's, that was one way that like mentorship was kind of like automatically built in. Yeah. You see it in a lot of the trades like electrical HVAC, you know, a lot of the trades, but you don't see it in certain areas. Like I think uh, if you're young and you want to get into real estate, like finding a shadow mentor, it's going to, cut years off of the education process for you. It's going to advance you so much quicker. And sometimes I think in the real estate space, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go mentor with somebody because I'm going to have to give up some of my commission to be a part of that. And, but I think giving up the little on the front end is going to make you far more valuable on the, the back end of that equation for sure. That's how we learn. That's how we learn as humans, right? You either have to make the mistake yourself and then learn from it, or you can learn from other people's mistakes. So what is, what, uh, how do you choose a mentor? You've talked to, we've talked a little bit about a couple of things, but what about you specifically? How does Jerry Weaver find a mentor and how does he look for a mentor? What is he looking for? Yeah. So typically I'm looking for somebody that 
is doing what I want to do. And so when, like, I think of investing on the wholesaling side, like I wanted to put myself around some guys that were doing wholesaling on a high level in my area. And so I had picked the team uh, that I had seen that was putting the most into marketing. They were doing deals. They always had um, houses on their list of houses for sale. And so that told me that they were doing a volume. And so there's a couple people in that organization that I wanted to pick their brain. And so I figured out a way that I could bring value to them. And that's what I did. And so I was helping them do some valuations on some properties, letting them know what was happening in certain markets. If they had like a realtor question, I wanted to be their go-to guy. And, uh, and then that went into where they let me, I asked if I could list a property uh, for a discounted rate. I wanted them to see the process that I go through to list a property. So I did that. So I, in that instance, i I'm always trying to figure out how I can bring value. And one of the things that I typically can do is I can connect people pretty well. Like that's, uh, I love that part of life. I love being the guy that has the guy, you know, like I'll call Jerry, he has a guy. And so I can, I'm always trying to connect people. And so that's typically the, you know, the power I bring to it. And so that's what I just tried to do. I just tried to let them know that I wasn't just there to take, that I wanted to give back to that uh, relationship, but they had a skill set that I wanted and that's what I went after. And so every opportunity I got with, I was just asking questions, but questions that demonstrated that I had that I had dipped my toe in that world and I knew certain things, but needed a a lot more information. And so that's how I picked that. The other thing like right now that, and and this is why the topic came up when we were talking about like, what did we want to talk to today is that Keegan, uh, who uh, he just turned 21 this week, moved down to Nashville and he went to an area that I don't have any resources. Like I don't know, people in Nashville. Uh, He doesn't know people in Nashville. And so he kind of took the strength I have to help him out of the equation. So then I started thinking, okay, what am I going to do? How can I do this? How can I help him connect him with some people? And so I just started reaching out to some people that are in similar worlds that I'm in, like as far as coaching programs, real estate. And so I'm trying to just connect them and help Keegan build some relationships down there. Not really, not asking for anything. Um, like as an example, there's an agent, a real estate agent down there who is in a coaching program I'm in. Uh, the level, so it's the real estate B school. And everybody I've met in the real estate B school has, they've been solid. You know, that means they're, they're if you're in that program, that means you're doing good as an individual agent and you're trying to do some things. And so a lot, there's a lot of entrepreneurs in there that are doing real well in real estate. And just, I reached out to him and said, Hey, would you meet with my kid? Um, I don't want anything from you. I don't, I'm not asking for a job. I just want you to meet with him. And if something happens, something happens, or if you can help him and connect him to somebody else off of that conversation, then great. And so I'm, you know, trying to help Keegan navigate this, this mentorship world. I'm like, you need some mentors. Let's figure out how we can make that happen. 
And the relationships are so important on that, right? That's, I mean, that's really how, unless you're doing like the online thing, like we were kind of talking about, but getting past that relationships are, I mean, that's how you get anything done. I mean, we talk about relationships so much on this podcast because they're so important. It makes me think of like when you were saying that, it actually makes me think of uh, whenever I was getting recruited for football, trying to pick a college that I wanted to go to, I really I really liked SMU, which is like Southern Methodist University in Dallas. And I just, I strictly remember they had a program in there. And I think it was, I think it was for football players only, but basically what they did is it was like a mentoring program. They would, they would uh, connect one player with one person, a graduate who had already graduated that was running a business. And then you would shadow them basically. And then, you know, you basically build relationships off of that uh, connection that they made for you. And so mentoring and relationships, kind of what you're talking about right there are like so vital and so key to just everything. I mean, literally everything that we do. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost just naturally equate relationship with mentoring and didn't really think that I needed to bring that up. But so I'm glad you said that because for me, you know, mentoring is just straight up about building relationships. I mean, I know you, we, we talked about like the dead mentors and the online and that's different, but once you get past that, it's all about relationships and building those relationships. And, you know, you can go back to a couple of the episodes where we, you know, we talked pretty in depth about how important relationships are to us. And I think that was like, I think that was probably even our first podcast. We, we broke that down. It was, it was, one of the first couple, that's for sure. And it's so important. So the other thing that I heard, and I actually get quite a few folks, you know, asking me for advice. And I've actually had a few people ask me to mentor them. But the thing that I think about now that we're thinking through this is it's really hard to, for the person, if you're asking someone to mentor you, if they don't know you, it's really hard for them to say, yes, I will mentor you because they don't have a relationship with you. Right. And actually one of the videos that I was watching or that I just watched recently was with Simon Sinek. And he was talking about what he has learned about mentorship, you know, in, in his endeavors. And he basically said, you know, if you don't have his, these are his, you know, personal thoughts. He said, if you don't have a relationship with the mentor, he said, he thinks you should not ask them to mentor you because they, they don't, there has to be a level of trust there. Right. And for, uh, you know, the world we live in right now, there's so many videos out there and, you know, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, a lot of people think they know someone before they actually really know them. And so from the person who you're asking to be mentored from, it's different from that for them because they don't, they don't know anything about you, but the person who's asking to be mentored feels as though they know a lot about that person because of what they've seen, you know, on whatever platform it is. And so I think that relationship piece, especially on the mentor side is really, really important. And I think that's partly the difference between mentoring and coaching, right? So if I call you for a coaching program, I kind of know what result I should get from that. But mentoring, there's the relationship on that level is totally different, I think. Well, yeah, and I think to start with this whole idea of, oh, will you be my mentor? Uh, I don't want to say it's creepy, but it's not natural. 
like to just come out of the, Hey, will you mentor me? Like that has to be, you know, build up to that. And so as an example, I'm asking this guy down in Nashville just to go grab coffee with my kid and let that figure itself out. And they may click, they may not click. He may, you know, what I'm hoping for is not necessarily that that particular relationship clicks, but that one, Keegan has a new relationship down in Nashville. Um, Two, in that conversation, something's going to come up where he's like, oh, you're going to have to, you should really talk to this guy or man, I'd really like you to meet this kid. Or, you know, those are the things that I'm looking for. I think true, really healthy mentoring comes naturally. Yeah. And I think it's, it's um, the way I think about it. It's almost kind of like getting married, right? The reason I think the reason why it feels so weird is because mentorship, is more intimate, right? It's, it's, there's more to it than just coaching, like coaching. I just tell you what to do. You do it or you don't do it. You come back, you get like, you, you get an evaluation on it, but mentoring, it's like, okay, now I've got to like get involved. Like there's things that are, there's more at stake here. And so I think it's kind of like getting, getting married. Like, just like you said, like, you're not looking for anything to come out of that. You're just almost like evaluating what happens. And then if something good comes out of that, you move a little bit further down the line. And so that's kind of what Simon Sinek was saying with his, when you ask someone to mentor you, he's, he thinks you should not ask them to mentor you without having that relationship with them in the same way you wouldn't just normally, I mean, everything happens now in today's world, but normally you wouldn't just meet somebody and marry them. You know, folks would, you'd get to know that person, figure out if you, you guys are compatible, if you believe the same things, have the same values, whatever else, and then you would get married. And so that's kind of what he was relating it to, which I think I thought was a pretty good um, analogy for it. And so this goes back to this idea of, you know, we talk about relationships, it's being open to having relationships and seeking out, just having conversations to see where relationships build. And so when you walk into a room and there's people you don't know, it's about being open in that room, having conversations and then letting, you know, uh, quote unquote, nature take its course. The other thing I think about too, is you kind of have to know where you want to go too. If you don't know what you want and where you want to go, which is a topic we always talk about as well, beginning with the end in mind and, and that sort of thing. You, even if you walk into that room, you don't, you don't know what you're, what you're looking for. But if you do know why you're there, what you're doing, why you're doing it, then the people you talk to are different and what you talk about is different. And all of that kind of changes the dynamic of everything. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about that in that, you know, because there's sometimes when you're looking for a mentor and you're getting involved in conversations with them, it's the you don't know what you don't know still. And so the, I think sometimes I don't think we have like the, just the greatest handle on where we're trying to go, but we know that world intrigues us enough. And so especially when you're young, you know, and, and right now having kids at the ages that I have them at, I, I'm thinking about this a little bit differently in that, you know, like as an example, Keegan doesn't necessarily know what he wants right now and he's trying to figure that out. And so I think I'm trying to help him to have conversations with people that are going to help him figure that out. I like that a lot. I think it's important that when you, uh, when you're looking for a mentor, when you're, 
when you're asking for help, like you've got to have a, like an extreme amount of respect for them and their time. Uh, and sometimes I think we just have to get to the point where we have to ask, you know, when I say respect for their time, I'm not saying just think that, oh, they're probably too busy. Cause I, a lot of times I have the tendency to think, well, I'm not going to bother them, bother them with that because, oh, they're probably too busy. Like I'm making that assumption for them. And I think we have to be careful and we just have to ask. And I, I have found that individuals that operate on a high level in just about any area are open to helping people. I think, yeah, I think most people are, like I said, open to helping folks. I think they just don't want to waste their time, you know, like as long as they know that you're going to take their advice and actually do something good with it. It's actually beneficial for both people, right? So you get, there's a benefit for the person who's getting mentored. And then there's also the person, the benefit for the person who's doing the mentoring. And so I think, you know, most people, like you say, that are, that are operating on a high level, they really value their time more than anything else is kind of what I've seen. And, you know, time is the one thing that we can't get more of. And I think those people understand that. And so wasting their time is like the worst thing you can do for someone who's operating at a high level and they know like what they want and where they're going because they're, they, and that's why they act with a sense of urgency. Right. And so time and actually listening to what they say is that's like super, super key. Yep. So if you're looking for a mentor, I think it's just important that you have the courage to ask. Uh, if uh, somebody says, no, they don't have the time or they can't do it, then they can't. But I think a majority of the time you're going to find that people are going to be willing to answer your questions and help, but also go to them with legitimate questions about what they think on topics or about, you know, what was behind their thought and doing certain things. Don't go to them with generic questions about like, oh, what type of bat should I use? Or uh, where should I uh, invest in real estate? Or how much would, you know, you pay for that house? You know, really is more about getting concepts and philosophies, I think is the great way to start. And a lot of those generic questions will unpack themselves as you go. All right, so we'll take a little bit of time out now for our feature segment, Time to Invest. Yeah, today I want to talk to you about Mayo. If you are in the investment world at all, you're going to hear that term Mayo. And I remember the first time I heard it, I had no idea what they're talking about. Like, uh, and But Mayo is M-A-O, Maximum Allowable Offer. This is the price when you're looking at a property that you have to come up with. It's the most that you are able to pay for that property to make it a good investment. It's a simple formula. It's called ARV, After Repair Value. So here we've got MAO, MAO, Maximum Allowable Offer, and ARV, After Repair Value. So if you take your ARV times 0.7 minus your renovation cost is how you come up with your maximum allowable offer as a, a generic or just rule of thumb for when you're investing in a property. And so as an example, if you had a $100,000 property, you'd multiply it by 0.7, which is obviously 70,000. And let's say you have a $25,000 rehab cost. So it's 70,000 minus 25. That brings the price to 45,000. That is the most you can pay for that property 
and make it a good investment for yourself. And so as you're doing, you know, as you're looking online or talking to people, Mayo pops up quite a bit. And so I just wanted to break that down, what the maximum allowable offer is. All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our feature there, Time to Invest. Just to wrap up things for this podcast here, we were talking about mentors. How do you find a mentor? What should you look for in a mentor? And just some of the nuances of having a relationship with a mentor. And so a few of the things we talked about is, you know, having a mentor is one way that you can gain wisdom without having experience. And then we also talked about there were four different types of mentors as well. And so you can have mentors that that have already passed away. You can have mentors that are online or you can have mentors that are actually physically here with you that you can have a relationship with. And then thinking about how do you choose a mentor? You can look at the outcome of their life and figure out if that's exactly what you're looking for as well to figure out if that's what you're looking for. And then the one thing that I felt is was really important is just your relationship, right? The relationship that you have with the person is going to help you move into that mentor uh, role with them. And then uh, one of the other key factors we talked about at the beginning was the difference between coaching and mentoring as well. And so we spoke about some of our mentors that we have and how we have uh, found those mentors. A few folks that we listen to are Grant Cardone, Patrick Bet David, and then, um, you know, Jerry shared how he's helping Keegan uh, find mentors in a remote place uh, as well. And so those are some key things to think about. And we I'd like to hear about your mentors as well. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, Success Without Sacrifice. And if you enjoyed what you heard here as well, we'd uh, also appreciate a five-star rating and review. So we look forward to talking to you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.